Hello and welcome to the Over the Barricade podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downing, joined this week by a special guest, fan of the show, friend of the show, and all-around good dude and wrestling fan extraordinaire, not to mention he has his own YouTube Let's Play channel. It's the one, it's the only, it's Josh. That is the nicest intro anyone has ever done. Also, possibly the only intro anyone's ever done for me. But you made me blush like a southern bride, let me tell you. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, we're professional around here. Well, technically Brando's a professional, but... I guess I'm a professional, although I my definition of professional is somebody pays you to do it, and no one pays me to do this. I, I do this out of the goodness of you my are, heart and for the people. You're, you are paid with experience. That is a really... Yeah. That is a really... Um, that's what people at internships are told, and I don't believe that to be factually accurate. Interns, you should get paid. Like like Javier, who's paid in love, respect, and the occasional coffee. Yes. Because sometimes I'm given the coffee and I I, can't, I don't drink coffee, so I, I give it to Javier. Javier's a good guy. Good man, but, good man. But all that being said, mm-hmm. I'm not actually in Cheap Seat Studios, and obviously neither are you. Although that would be really funny if you were in Cheap Seat Studios. And I was going to say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. <laughs> it's nice in here. I am I just the, record in a garage. I am on the road. Um, no, not anything wrestling related other than the fact that I'm in Philadelphia, the home of the 2018 Royal Rumble, which I was here for that too. So that all worked out. Um, but enough about me. Before we get into the wrestling... I, as I mentioned off the top, you have your own uh, Let's Play channel on YouTube uh, called Boss Breakers. If you could yep. so kindly fill in the audience on what I just said. Oh, man. So Boss Breakers, we are a very small YouTube channel. Um, we are actually, next month will be our year anniversary, um, which I think I can break it here. We're going to be doing Base Wars again. Which was our very first video. I remember um, that video, actually. I found it hilarious. Uh, I have been training. Um, I have been going up the Rocky Steps. And by the Rocky Steps, I mean the steps of my apartment building. Learning how to fight with robots. Um, but no, we were like, like I said, we're a really small channel. Um, it's me and my best friend. His name is Dylan. Shout out to Dylan, my hetero life mate. Um, yeah, and if you guys want to come over and watch a couple games, right now we're doing a couple one-shots, which is just like one episode of a certain video game. Um, we're also going to be participating in the Meta Game Jam. That is where the past month there have been indie developers have been making like meta games, kind of like, you know, like games that know their games, essentially. Um, and we're going to comment over some of them. So it'll be it's, it's a fun time, trust me. It is uh, it is pretty good. It's it's funny content. I wouldn't necessarily watch it at work if you plan on not having the occasional um, we call it around here expletive, uh, but it is hilarious nonetheless. Even though uh, I keep it clean because we do this for the kids. But um, the uh, that all being said, um, since uh, we are 
bringing together this merger of ideas and having the crossover that no one necessarily knew they wanted but are have no idea how they lived without your favorite wrestling video game before we get into all the news and notes from the week oh man that is a good question because there's always the classics you got your no mercy on n64 fantastic game um some of the even some of the newer games they have their problems like i kind of would kill for a custom tracks again uh but I would say my favorite wrestling video game is SmackDown uh, 5, or as it's also known, Here Comes the Pain. I played that game for hours. The story mode is, it's great. It's like, kind of like universal mode um, in the newer games, except there's like actual kind of like stories. Like I remember I was fighting uh, Tajiri, of all people, for the WWE Championship at one point. And like me and Shawn Michaels were tag team champions for, they do it, I think by year, if I remember correctly. And we were champions for like years. And it was just, it's just a fun game. It just reminds me of, of good times, good times. So I'm going to say here comes the pain is my favorite wrestling video game. Uh, What about yours, Ryan? What do you, uh, well, the first wrestling wrestling video game I ever played was WCW NWO Thunder, which was released in 1999 on the PlayStation. Um, I would be lying if I said I didn't just read that off. It, the, the game is correct. I just didn't know all the rest of that off the top of my head. My favorite, though, and, and people might not be super excited about this, um, but my favorite is actually SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 because it was the first of a long line of WWE games I would play. And SmackDown vs. Raw 2006... Um, had Cena and Batista on the cover, and mm-hmm. it ushered me into um, video gaming and pro wrestling as a, as a combination. Um, 2007 was right up there, though. It also had Cena and Batista, but also had Rey Mysterio, Triple H, and I believe Tori Wilson um, mm-hmm. on on that cover. So very, uh, I I always enjoyed that um, that point in time. The gameplay was getting a little better. THQ was uh, in control at that stage. And then, of course, they WWE would switch over to uh, 2K in 2013. But um, there's always been, been some good ones um, that, have, that have come out. Um, did you know that uh, there were a couple of Wrestle Kingdom games? No, I actually did not. Now, to be completely honest, I don't know if these have anything to do with actual... I think these came out right after. Um, the There were two games, Wrestle Kingdom 1 and Wrestle Kingdom 2. Mm. Um, both obviously releasing in Japan. Wrestle Kingdom 2 actually featured licensed wrestlers from New Japan and All Japan. Oh, wow. Um, and including Stan Hansen, um, amongst many others... Uh, the first game, though, had the top stars from New Japan, All Japan, Pro Wrestling Noah, and various freelancers. Um, their roster included uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Tanahashi, Yuji Nagata, Jushin Liger, um, Brock Lesnar, who was a PS2 exclusive. Ooh. Um, and... Uh, 
Keiji uh, Muto from All Japan, um, Satoshi Kojima from All Japan as well. Pro Wrestling Noah had um, Kenta, Kenta Kobashi. Mm-hmm. Um, not not Kenta as in eventually Hideo Itami, yeah. but Kenta Kobashi. Um, although, actually, I take it back. It did also have Kenta, <laughs> a.k.a. Hideo Itami. So, it had Kenta and also Kenta. It had, bo- it, it had twice as much Kenta. Uh, it also had Shibata. I mean, there were some really cool names that were on those games, but obviously not a ton of people in the West played them. I gotta, um, I gotta track those down. That sounds amazing. You should track those down. And this, see, I don't want to tell you what to do with your channel, but this would have been a great week for a uh, a wrestling theme to go dig up old wrestling games and see if you could uh, and go play them. Especially like if you look at like the mid two thousands WWE games, they're super easy. They're generally super easy to find. Yeah, um, the local retro um, store that opened up in Salisbury. They, I was browsing through their two for five bins, and they got SmackDown versus Raw two thousand six, uh, two thousand eight, which I believe was when they first uh, started bringing back ECW, or was that two thousand seven? I believe it was two thousand eight was the uh, return of ECW because that also had, I believe, DX on the cover. Yes, I think you're right. I think you're right. So, we are roughly 10 minutes into this podcast. We've talked a lot about video games, which I am not, appo- I'm not opposed to. That's my bread but and butter. We should transition into what happened this week in professional wrestling. Uh, before we get to all the craziness of WrestleMania, we have to hit a couple of news points. The first of which is um, not, the most, not the best news that we, we need to bring up, and that is... The unfortunate and sudden passing of Johnny Valiant. Uh, that news um, coming out this week. Um, actually, I believe that happened. That news came out late last night. Um, Johnny Valiant, uh, luscious Johnny Valiant, who went into the WWE Hall of Fame in 1996. He was struck and killed by a truck while crossing a street uh, at the age of 71. Um very, very sad news. Um, I'd say Johnny Valiant was a bit before our time, but yeah. um, certainly a big name in pro wrestling in the uh, in the seventies, um, sixties, and seventies. Uh, and of course, he was very much active into the eighties as well, managing Hulk Hogan as uh, the face of the AWA in the early eighties. And then, of course, when he went to the WWF at the time, he went on to manage Brutus Beefcake, and it, he appeared at WrestleMania One when Brutus Beefcake took on David San Martino with Bruno San Martino, his father, in his corner. So there were, and he certainly had his time in uh, the mid '80s as well. But um, he. Uh, of course, like I said, went into the Hall of Fame in ninety four or ninety six, and um, a lot of uh, heartfelt um, messages that have come out from current and former talent uh, about Johnny Valiant, who was clearly a relatively well liked guy in the business. Yeah, and I mean, even just the way that he went, I mean, that just shows you how like sudden life is. Like, guy was just crossing the street, and. Now he's gone. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, he was definitely before our time. 
uh, when uh, I found out about it, I was like, that name sounds really familiar. And I had to look at Wikipedia and I was like, oh, I remember this guy. Um, but yeah, it's it's really sad. Like you said, I've heard nothing but really good things about him. So uh, our thoughts and prayers are with his family uh, and his loved ones. Uh, may he rest in peace. I bring you on to talk about the hard things. Uh, but uh, we transition to the other big piece of news, which is much less... Um, much less sad in, in that sort of way, but has a bit of sadness to itself. Shawn Michaels cut his hair. <sighs> the, one I of the lost most, my smile when I heard that. <laughs> one of the most iconic hair, one of the most iconic heads of hair in the business. As much grief as he's gotten over his hairline, it's kind of like, well, the man is... The man is a, is a is a grown man, but I've never thought I'd be so upset that it in at myself being in my late twenties that somebody cut their hair. But then I see like Wale um, also tweeted about it. Kurt Hawkins obviously tweeted about it. Like mm-hmm. there was there was literally a hashtag R.I.P. Shawn Michaels ponytail. <laughs> I love wrestling Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I haven't been this upset since like Triple H cut his hair when I saw that first like picture of him without like his badass destroyer like long hair. I was like, oh my god! And it was kind of the same thing. I saw a picture of like a before and after, and it was just like I could hear my heart break. Uh, no pun intended. Wale's tweet is the best. Shawn Michaels turned heel on all of our childhoods today. Bless up. <laughs> Ah, uh, my man. I, Wally's, Wally's. Not everybody likes Wally, but I do. <laughs> I gotta follow him on Twitter. I don't follow him on Twitter. I'm sorry, Wally. I don't mean to start beef. Yeah, that's... I don't know why you did that to... Uh, why you would do that to Wally. Straight out of D.C., too. It's like, he's local, to a degree. Is he really? I didn't know that. Yep, he is right out of D.C. He's a huge wrestling fan and a fan of all the local sports teams. Um, yeah. Well, these they're more local to me than you. Um, yeah, yeah. To I mean, you know. But either way, let's uh, let's move along. The other big mm-hmm. piece of news that came out this week, as we head closer to WrestleMania, was that I should say last week. It happened on Friday after I finished recording. The uh, New Orleans, Ath- or excuse me, the Louisiana State Athletic Commission has come out with a various set of rules that promotions must abide by in professional wrestling through all their events this week and weekend, with the exception of Ring of Honor and WWE, as both are considered, quote, major league promotions. Let's go through the list. All right. Number one, all variations of the pile driver. Okay. Number two, all variations of the power bomb. A what? The power bomb. (laughs) Okay. Number three, the, quote, moonsault, quote, shooting star, or, quote, 450 splash, or any variation thereof which involves one, one wrestler leaping or flipping off the ropes or turnbuckles to contact the head or neck of the opponent with any part of his body. All the, right. Number four, the, quote, stun gun of any variation thereof which results in the one fighter's head or neck being dragged, draped, or, quote, clotheslined across the top ropes. 
Number five, the striking of a wrestler's head with any object, chair, trash can, lid, etc. And number six, no wrestler shall throw, push, shove, or force another out of the ring or over the top rope. So some of them make sense. Like all variations of the pile driver, stuff can go wrong. We've seen it happen in the sport. That one makes sense. The striking of a head with like an any object. Yeah, I get that one. The other ones, though, are about as ridiculous as I've ever seen any like rules of wrestling. It's like we're back in like, what was it, early WCW where you couldn't go over the top rope or else it was a disqualification? Yes, the Bill Watts era in WCW. Yeah. Um, well, the first two immediately read as we don't like The Undertaker. Yeah, right. Because you've taken away his normal finisher and a move that he uses as a signature when he's the dead man, but his fin- actual finisher when he is the American badass. So that that takes the Undertaker off the table. Uh, you don't. That's clearly, why he hasn't answered John Cena because he saw those lists and he was like, "Oh no, he didn't read the part where he said WWE is excluded." Did he's you just see, like, "No." I'm did not. you see the kayfabe news article uh, that Undertaker returns from four week camping trip? to find that John Cena has been challenging him. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's so wonderful. Um, it's, he's, he, it's, basically, he, he pops on and it's like, oh, he's, let's see what I missed on Raw. And he was watching and he gets increasing, increasingly angry as John Cena continues to insult him. Uh, it's fabulous. Please go, please go check it out if you have not already. Kayfabe oh. News. I saw it today. I, it was very hard not to laugh out loud. Um, so, number three, the Moonsault Shooting Star or 450 Splash means we don't like Ricochet or Will Ospreay, um, among many uh, others, but specifically those two. Yeah, I read th- when I read that one, I was like, oh, Will Ospreay is going to kill somebody. Did you see that Will Ospreay is getting up, uh, getting a number of t-shirts made, Louisiana State Athletic Commission versus Ospreay? Yes, I did see that. He's only getting 200 made, and they're only selling them at the three events that I believe he is booked for uh, this mm-hmm. week. Um, the stun gun is interesting because uh, it's not as popular as it has been in the past, although it is Carl Anderson's singles finish. Um, yeah. I do find that to be very interesting. Oh, I, I take it back. His is called the gun stun, and it's basically a stunner, but it, he lays out instead of sitting down. Um, so it's like a stunner RKO. Um, it looks very cool when he hits it right. The wrestler, don't hit a wrestler in the head. Okay, I'm fine with that. But man, I hope you didn't want to do a battle royal because right? you can't put anybody over the top rope. Just, wait, hold on. Can they can they use the excuse that they threw themselves over the top rope? Can they all go savage and just go chasing after people over the top? Yeah, they... Yes, or if you get like a big guy that comes in, he can go over into the ring, but if he has to leave like over the top rope, like Kane or the Undertaker, now nah, he's stuck there unless he wants to pay a fine. Ah, uh, the the athletic the commission is the Louisiana Boxing and Wrestling Commission, so I apologize, Louisiana State Athletic Commission. Although I think they operate under there, um, it is kind of funny that Impact Wrestling, who's doing a co-promoted show with Lucha Underground, does not count as part of the major league promotions you'd I figure that. of all of them those two would get the would get the help too given that they have tv deals but i don't know i i just saw austin aries uh back in glen burnie uh about a month ago and uh, i'm a little bummed 
for them. Yeah, because I mean, not to deviate from the subject, but I feel like Impact Wrestling has the quality has gone up a little bit since the takeover of Don Callis and is it Scott Demore? Scott Demore took over too. Yes. Yes. Um, I've been keeping track of that, um, and it's been pretty solid TV lately. So I would hey. think that they're at least on their way back up there. I like you said, I'm not too sure why they're not. I know they're not, they've lost a lot of viewers, but still they're, they've been on TV for since like what, 2005. If you count like spike TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will be, and they're actually, their show's going to be live on Twitch, um, from WrestleCon, which a lot of these are, um, but since we've gone through that, and since I think that that pretty well covers that particular issue, let us go through some of the many shows that are happening this week, or have already happened as of this recording, which is Thursday night, uh, the 5th of April. Let's see. Oh, what's happening look. this weekend? I don't know what's happening this weekend. Well, is there clearly, something happening on Sunday? There's something happening on Saturday, and it's going to go into Sunday. And it's called Kaiju Big Battle. Have you ever yes. seen Kaiju Big Battle? I'm sorry, Ryan, what was that one more time? Have you ever seen Kaiju Big Battle? I haven't seen any, but I know what it's about. Please go watch some. They, I am look, there's an Uproxx article that came out last, I believe last week, um, that basically goes through all of them, and they have a video that I think is from Kaiju Big Battle's, like, I think they actually put it together. And the screenshot is literally a guy that has, like, the seaweed or serpent or something on him and another guy, like, cutting into the thing on the guy's stomach. It's very strange. But if you've never seen Kaiju Big Battle, basically it's, like, poking fun at both pro wrestling and Japanese kaiju movies where the wrestlers are in these giant kaiju, like, monster outfits and they wrestle around these these buildings that are tiny, so it makes them look huge. It is hilarious. Yeah, um, I googled image Kaiju Big Battle, and one of the ones that came up uh, in the wrestling ring with the city landscape in it uh, is a what looks to be a bear is fighting a giant waffle with knee pads. Yes, I saw that one because I did the exact same thing. I was like, I have to see what this looks like. It looks fabulous, and that is that's going to be on Saturday. Uh, it's eleven fifty-five p.m., so technically it'll be a Sunday show. Um, there is a Shimmer event. Shimmer one hundred is also going to be on Saturday. Uh, Matt Riddle's Bloodsport, which actually uh, Game Changer Wrestling has two different shows. Bloodsport already happened. That happened earlier today. The reason I bring up Bloodsport is because Matt Riddle, who was supposed to face Loki in the main event, are, um, was replaced as Loki was injured by Minoru Suzuki. Oh my god. And I have the results. And um, let, let's... So just some of the names that are on this card. Tom Lawler was on this card, former MMA fighter, which is a lot of... What Matt Riddle does, Matt Riddle himself, a former MMA fighter, former UFC guy. Um, Eddie Kingston was on this card. Dan the Beast Severn was on this card. Nick Gage was on this card. If you've ever heard of Nick Gage, he's probably going to get banned in Louisiana after this weekend. He is something of a nightmare in the best way possible. He is a very vicious man. Um, And, of course, Minoru Suzuki, 
who went over on Matt Riddle, as one would assume. Um, but that was just a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> that was that match and that event happened on a Thursday afternoon. That's insane. Um, that that goes to show you, like the quality of these shows that are coming up this weekend. The it's other, like it is. I'm sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say it's it's just the perfect time to be a wrestling fan. I mean, if you have like that big of a match between Matt Riddle and Minoru Suzuki, and with a show that has all of those people on it, I mean that's that's insane. That that's just Thursday. There's still Friday. There's still Saturday, and then you know whatever's happening on Sunday. Whatever might be happening. Speaking of Friday, Joey Janela's Spring Break Two, which last year's Joey Janela's Spring Break did basically did gangbusters for what it was. Uh, nobody really knew what to expect, and apparently it was really fun and uh, just a generally good show. Spring Break 2, Joey Janela takes on the great Sasuke. Matt Riddle takes on James Ellsworth. Oh, uh, boy. Maryland's own. And, um, of course, the uh, the man with two hands, of course, he has himself a fighting chance. Um, he is also, of course, the... Uh, James Ellsworth, of course, the intergender wrestling champion. Um, he has also started a new promotion called Female In-Ring Entertainment, or FIRE. Basically, it's going to be primarily women's uh, a women's-based promotion. And their first show is going to be, you're going to be excited for this, is going to be in June, and it's going to be in Easton. Um, really? Easton, Maryland, at the Eastern Volunteer Firehouse. And um, I believe that is, if I remember the date correctly, I'll go check it later. But see, this I'm on the road, and I, I don't have Javier with me. And this is what happens. I, it is Sunday, June 3rd at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And the main event will be Tessa Blanchard, uh, who is certainly well-known in the independent scene as a women's wrestler here in the States, as well as being in the May Young Classic and having appeared on NXT a number of times, she will be taking on James Ellsworth for that inter intergender wrestling championship. But this weekend, James Ellsworth is tied up with Matt Riddle, and um, there are a few people who are saying that could be a pretty interesting match. Um, we also have uh, David Starr versus Mike Quackenbush. Uh, Quackenbush, of course, founded Chikara, and David Starr has been making his name all over the world. He's wrestled for Progress, Revolution Pro, Defiant out of England, and WXW out of um, out of Europe. He's also wrestled in PWG and CZW. He's all over the map. Yeah, he's uh, everywhere. Quite literally everywhere. There's also a Progress show that is happening tomorrow, the 6th. It's Friday. Uh, a Revolution Pro Wrestling show that's going to feature Tanahashi and Juice Robinson. Oh, I'm not even done yet. The Pre Pro Wrestling Revolver, Pancakes and Pile Drivers 2. That's an 11 a.m. show on April 7th, that being Saturday. Um, and there are a number of names on that card as well. CZW is going to be at WrestleCon. Oh, the Crash, which is a promotion that... Uh, has it's based out of Tijuana, um, and that's going to have Austin Aries on it. Rich Swan is going to be on that card. Uh, Ray Phoenix is going to be on that card. Brian Cage, Sammy Callahan. Whew. 
Uh, of course, that Impact and Lucha Underground show. The WrestleCon Super Show, which happens tonight at 9.30. So in about 15 minutes from this exact moment, Lovers versus Friends, uh, and that meaning that the Golden Lovers will be taking on what would have been Best Friends. Uh, initially, I believe it was supposed to be Chucky e. T. And um, uh, who was it? Best Friends are not doing very well right now. Um, so uh, the... Chuck Taylor or Chucky e. T does not have an opponent or a tag team partner at this point. We'll see if that changes. And then, of course, Supercard of Honor, Ring of Honor show, their twelfth Supercard of Honor will be tomorrow. Uh, excuse me, Saturday, April seventh at seven thirty p.m. and Takeover New Orleans, April seventh, six fifteen p.m. Whew. so much. So We're much. We're gonna get wrestling. you like an oxygen tank after you read all these shows. I'm gonna need an like these. Some of these wrestlers are performing four and five times this weekend. <laughs> that is insane. Just between today and like Saturday, because not there's hardly anybody that's trying to do anything on Sunday, just because it's so yeah. much about something. Um, but I mean, you look. Takeover New Orleans is going to have some great, uh, great matches on it. That Supercard of Honor show is going to be stacked. I mean, you're looking at one of the most stacked Ring of Honor cards that we have ever seen. Um, and, of course, they got their Honor Club uh, app working just in time, as it's on Android now. Um, but it is not quite across everything. They're working desperately to try and get through and get everything um, ready for Supercard mm-hmm. of Honor, but I think they're going to fall a little bit short, but... If you decide you want to see that, you can get Honor Club uh, from Ring of Honor's website at any time, and that uh, will work. But uh, we've talked about this card. I've talked about this card before, so I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Um, the semifinals for the Women of Honor Championship Tournament are going to happen on that card. Adam Page and Kota Ibushi, Tomohiro Ishii is on that card. SoCal Uncensored is defending their six-man championship uh, titles against the Young Bucks and Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon is going to try and be all in everything he can. The Briscoes against Lethal and Tanahashi, Dalton Castle and Marty Skrull, and of course the creme de la creme, the the, uh, main event, the headliner of this card, Cody versus Kenny Omega. Yeah, The Bullet Club explodes even more than it's already have. The Bullet Club is continuing to explode. Yeah. And I haven't even mentioned Soccer Genesis this past weekend. Um, there's so much coming that I forgot what just happened. Right. So I'm going to take a look really quick through Soccer Genesis. Again, the pace of this particular episode this week for us is going to be very fast. So I don't, I, I, I did not warn Josh, but I'm throwing you in the fire. Hey, but you know what? I'm okay with it because it is the best time. It's it's a wrestling fan's favorite time of the year. This is like Christmas for us. I mean, everywhere you look, there's going to be a great match or great show. I mean, you're going to witness uh, history being made because also um, on uh, the Supercard of Honor, it says that the finals for the Women of Honor Championship Tournament will happen the same night. Okay, I misread that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So we can have, we, you know, history is going to be made. I mean, Dalton Castle versus Marty Skrull, or Sherl, if you're good old JR. 
Um, that's going to be an amazing match. I mean, it just I know we've said it a thousand times, but I mean, everywhere you look, it's just going to be just amazing. Wrestling is just around the corner. It it's truly insane, and it's funny because I I didn't talk about Soccer Genesis, but I should before we get into any more of the WWE product. I would actually love you to because I, that was one that I uh, missed. So. So, Soccer Genesis, um, I, the Young Bucks picked up a win over Chase Owens and Takahashi, which we expected. Mm. Chaos defeated Suzuki-Goon, which we expected. Um, mm. Bullet Club and Fale, Tamatonga, and Tongaloa retained their titles against a kind of throw-together team of Elgin, Taguchi, and Makabe. Uh, Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, and David Finley defeating Chaos's Goto, Jay White, and Yoshihashi. Tanahashi picking up the victory in that one uh, over Yoshihashi, which was big for later in the night. I thought Finley would get the would get the pinfall leading into his yeah. U.S. championship match, but clearly we were setting something up for Tanahashi. Uh, Los, uh, LIJ's Naito, Evil, and Sonata defeated by Suzuki and the Killer Elite Squad as... Uh, Naito after the match calling out Suzuki um, and basically just saying if Suzuki wants to fight him, all he has to do is ask. Suzuki is just super angry that uh, Naito is just not paying any mind to him. And these two are seemingly on their way to a title match for the Intercontinental Championship later on, uh, maybe next month. Oh man, sign me up for that. I cannot wait for that match. That's going to be a very interesting matchup between those two. Um, the uh, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships remained with Suzuki Goon's El Desperado and uh, Kanemaru as LIJ's Bushi and Takahashi and Rapungi 3K could not get through the uh, Suzuki Goon members. And of course, Ke- uh, Kevin Kelly on the card actually called out that the referee was confused and had the wrong two guys uh, involved in the pinfall as neither of them were legal. So this this feud will likely continue. Yeah. Um, Especially because I really thought they were going to push Rapongi 3K a bit, but, you know, maybe having them in this type of feud really works for them long-term. We will have to see. We get to the five-star match of the night. Will Ospreay, Marty Skrull. This match started off a little slow, but... As it gained momentum, everything seemed to make sense. I was watching this and audibly reacting to a lot of the things these two were doing, including when Will Ospreay almost killed himself. Um, At one point, he and Marty Skrull were on the apron, um, and uh, Ospreay, I can't remember what he went for, but he was taking Skrull down to the mat from the apron and caught the apron with his head, and neck, and it bent in a way that it's not supposed to bend, and I thought Osprey had really hurt himself. Um, fortunately, he was okay. That's a couple of close calls for Osprey in a row. He had a very close call with an ankle uh, at um, Strong Style Evolved uh, yeah. nearly two weeks ago, and he was able to essentially walk it off. This one, I thought he was done. Uh, I thought it was over. The match was over. Marty Skrull was champion. Uh, because we can't have Osprey continue, but he did continue, and they finished off what was a great match, and another five star for New Japan. Who um, Meltzer? A lot of people dislike Dave David Meltzer for um, 
Dave Meltzer's ratings because they seem to favor New Japan. New Japan's match quality is just that good. I was going to say, yeah, like you can't help but rate them so high because like you said, it's they just put on these otherworldly matches and they've kept doing it. Mm. Yeah, like it's yeah, like you said, on a consistent level, because like what this is another one for this year uh, combined with the like the break it, the six stars that they had the previous year before um, between Okada and Omega. Um, I don't know. I just they just need to get over it. It's good wrestling. Just be happy. It's good wrestling, guys. Right. And and as I said, when we when Brando and I did our Katsukan panel, um, we mentioned to the audience that was there that, you know, it, even if you don't like Dave Meltzer, it is really a good barometer for how good a match is. You know, even if you don't agree with it specifically, you can't say that this was a bad match per se. Like, you, I, I guess you could. It all comes down to taste. But as far as match quality goes, it was absolutely fantastic and a perfect embodiment of what junior heavyweight wrestling is in 2018. And a lot of that is Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull doing a great job because Skrull is not a high flyer for a junior heavyweight. No. He's he fit. He is very much kind of a, a mat wrestler, a thinking man's wrestler, a strategist. Um, and he's able to use that to his advantage while also being able to keep up with somebody like Will Ospreay, who I said it a few times, that man is not human and not from this planet. Um, no, they built they built him in a factory somewhere and was just like, wrestle. That is your prime directive. Yeah, that we're going to not be surprised when we find out Will Ospreay was some kind of wrestling Terminator. Um, he's just wrestling till he finds John Connor. Uh, the Bullet Club, Cody and Hangman Page pick up a win on the Golden Lovers. Cody and Hangman Page beat up uh, Kota Bushi after the match. At one point during this match, the Bullet, the other members of the Elite, the Young Bucks, make their way out to ringside uh, behind the barricade to uh, basically tell Cody that enough is enough and we need to stop this. And you know, Cody was taking a lot of pleasure in what he was doing to uh, Omega and Ibushi, and. Uh, that gives Cody the win heading into the momentum, I should say, heading into the uh, Supercard of Honor main event match between himself and Kenny Omega as the Bullet Club continues to explode. The Wrestling Dontaku uh, cards have already been announced, the uh, lineups, I should say, for both nights, and the Bullet Club feud looks like it will continue past this. It's just a matter of what will happen between Cody and Omega? We will find that out on Saturday. I, I've been really loving this story because it's almost like brothers fighting instead of like a, 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 a unit breaking up like we usually see uh, in like WWE, for example, or a tag team going their separate ways. Um, the match between the Golden Lovers and the Young Bucks, I just love the storytelling in that match. Um Everybody who's seen it knows that um, when he had, oh, I don't remember which which um, which young book he had in the One Winged Angel, uh, but Matt. Kenny put his was it Matt? Okay, um, he put his arm down, and Matt took his hand and put him back up, essentially saying like, "Give me your all," and it's just, it has been just an excellent. I can't even think of the word, but just 
what storytelling I think in wrestling should be, in my opinion. I just, I've, I've been loving it. And it's helped too, because there's all, even if you just watch the wrestling, you're getting a full story. But if you also watch being the elite, they've done a really good job of building that storyline and that universe into this overall storyline. And that's a huge credit to all of the members of the bullet club who are a part of that, uh, regular, uh, crew that being the elite cast because they all come together to come up with those ideas and they push them through and execute them very well and most of the time being the elite just kind of funny offhanded like we're kind of meta and we're poking fun at the business and we're talking about stuff behind the scenes and but the last couple of weeks they've really turned it into a primer for heading into this supercard of honor match and talking about the the Civil War and the Bullet Club, it, it's really done a wonderful job overall helping to add to that storyline to give you a more full-rounded picture. Yeah, it's also, um, I don't know if this is a correct uh, analogy to it, but it's almost—it's kind of like a comic book um, event. Like you have the main events or the main run of the event and that which are the matches. Um, being the elite is almost like the tie-in issues um, and some of the other matches too, like on um, like the ring of honor matches could also be tie-ins, but it's just, it's uh, I, Oh my God, I can't speak. I love it so much. I'm so overcome with emotion, Ryan. <laughs> it's uh, it is, it is really, it is possibly the most interesting storyline happening in in pro wrestling right now. Um, as far as scale and depth and just different levels like it's it's almost hard to follow the whole thing because they use every medium they're in cody's using twitter he's on being the elite he's all over the place so is kenny omega so it's it's on so many levels it's not like this is just contained with what you're seeing on tv it's yeah i mean like everywhere i'm sorry uh yeah like they're using something as little as they want to change like somebody wants to change the logo of the group and they're fighting over that. And just, oh, just if you haven't seen anything of the Bullet Club and their sort of civil war, just you need to go out, make time to go out of your way and see it. This it's going to continue to be a big storyline and it's going to be continually, I think, very interesting to see how how it plays out. Who go who ends up where? Where do we get to at the end of this story? But I, I will say Getting there has been very wonderful, and I am hooked. Line, hook, line, and sinker. New Japan, you've got me. Um, this is great. I do love that they're putting Cody and Kenny Omega on a Ring of Honor show because yeah. New Japan doesn't have a WrestleMania presence outside of their working relationship with New Japan and the other promotions. So um, big get for Ring of Honor because mm-hmm. you know not that they they're not going to hurt from having that rub. Uh, no. And uh, but beyond that, the main event from Sakura Genesis was Kazuchika Okada defending his IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Zack Sabre Jr., who won the New Japan Cup. Okada going for his 11th title defense, which would have tied him with Hiroshi Tanahashi. Again, a match that starts slow. Most Zack Sabre Jr. matches do, but really picked up the pace and built on these two's uh, two wrestlers' abilities. Zack Sabre Jr., very submission-focused, very much on working over one or two limbs, 
and trying to slow a guy down. Okada, who can wrestle, I think, any style known to man, um, able to use some of that face run to build up some speed, momentum, to try and combat Zack Sabre Jr. And He's another two. one that they built in some factory, uh, Okada, is just everything that he's been touching. Like, the Rainmaker nickname is very, very apropos for him because everything he touches just turns to gold and just instantly, like, is just a print money printing machine. It's, uh... It's... Kazuchika Okada is very well-deserving. He was, of course, named the 2017 um, PWI Wrestler of the Year. Very well-deserving of that honor. Um, and the first Japanese wrestler to to gain that title. So, very much uh, deserved. And Sakura Genesis was a pretty good card. I mean, all the way through, from top to bottom, it was a really, really interesting uh, card. And one that's... Uh, lived up to the hype. Yeah, me and um, a mutual friend of both Ryan and I, um, he's been getting into New Japan, so we've been watching them all together, and we just haven't gotten to that yet. Go but quick. So far, he loves it. Go quick, because Don- Wrestling Duntaku is only a month away. Right. Um, and they're now they've already announced the lineup for that, and it's going to be fabulous. So I will be talking. We'll be talking about that on the show as we get closer yeah. to it. But we must get to the takeover card and the rest oh my of lord WWE we're not even going. yeah we haven't even got through the big things yet no we 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 really should talk about takeover um before we get into whatever's happening on sunday um the it's only five matches on the card which blows my mind but at the same time it's so nxt it's great your five matches johnny gargano versus tommaso Ciampa in an unsanctioned match Whereby, if Gargano wins, he's reinstated to NXT. If Champa wins, Gargano is banned from NXT forever. This match, if by any indication from their matchup at in the Cruiserweight Classic, should be insane. Yeah, I mean, just going by that, and also the story, the lead-up to this, um, has just been nothing short of amazing. They're also even doing kind of like what the, the bullet club has been doing. They've been using like Twitter and Facebook for this storyline where, um, if you haven't been following it, they were a tag team called DIY. Um, they were tag team champions, lost the tag team titles. Um, Ciampa turned on Gargano. Um, Ciampa was injured. So he was gone for a little bit. And then, um, he came back, cost, um, he cost Gargano a shot at the NXT. Oh, not a shot. He actually cost, um, Gargano the NXT title, um, in a match with Andrade Cien Almas. Um, and then he did it again when he, when Gargano put his career on the line for another shot at the NXT title. Um, and Ciampa interfered. Um, Gargano was gone from NXT and while he was gone, he attacked Ciampa from the crowd. He turned up at the performance center and tried to attack him while Ciampa was in his car. Uh, he showed up at Ciampa's house at three in the morning, banging on the door. And now they're in an unsanctioned match where Gargano can get his job back. And it's going to be nothing short of amazing. 
And this has been a match that's been almost a year in the making. It started with uh, Ciampa turning on Gargano at the end of NXT TakeOver Chicago when it looked like the two might be on their way to the main roster. Um, But instead, those two start a feud there. And then part of the reason it lasted so long is because uh, Ciampa actually basically blew out his knee not long after yeah. that. Um, and what ended up happening was Champa essentially, Gargano was kind of left in limbo, and what they did is they used that as an opportunity to kind of build him up a little bit in NXT to a little bit of mixed results. Uh, I, they got him right at the end uh, yeah. with him pushing for the title, and then, of course, he got he had his, he had a five-star match in NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, which I'm a little mad I didn't go to. Um, but he and Andrade Cien Almas had the first five-star match in WWE since 2011 between Cena and CM Punk um, in an absolute classic. And um, the build to this Champa match has just been absolutely perfection. So I'm quite, quite pleased with how it's all played out. And the fact that, I don't know where this is going to land on the card, but you could have this as the first match or the main event, and it would be amazing regardless. I have a feeling this will be the second, this will probably be the second to last match. Um, Although I I would, if you're going to put it second to last, I might put it as the main event. But... um, I don't know if on WrestleMania weekend you want a match that's not the NXT title match to be your uh, main event. But yeah. we got to move along to the next match as listed, a ladder match for the inaugural NXT North American Championship. Adam Cole takes on Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Velveteen Dream, the debuting EC3, and the debuting Ricochet as we look to crown our first NXT North American champion. The this match is this is going to be utterly just insane just utter insanity. I I see it ending like so many multiple ways. It's hard like it's hard to pick like a clear-cut uh winner with I, honestly a lot of these matches. It's kind of hard to pick out uh a clear-cut winner. Um Personally, for me, I'm hoping EC3 wins. I'm a huge uh, EC3 mark. Marking for the top 1%. He is the top. Top 1%. Um, I would be... I'm still not sold on Lars Sullivan, but I think anybody else winning this would just make me so pleased. Um, Velveteen Dream, of course, uh, formerly known as Patrick Clark, uh, wrestled in Maryland Championship Wrestling. Um, he is, if I remember correctly, he obviously, he also won tough enough, but, um, he is from DC, uh, originally. So I am naturally pulling for him. He's also, did you know he is only 22 years old? Really? Yep. He and, uh, he, remember, he and Leo Rush were tag team partners in MCW and both of those guys are very young. Yeah. Oh my God. How old was he on Tough Enough? I believe that would put him at about 20, uh, 19 or 20. Uh, He's been in NXT for a while, um, but Mm -hmm. Velveteen Dream is definitely working his way up. I like that as an option. Killian Dane, I 
I've liked him for a while, and I would like to see that. Adam Cole would be fantastic. He would be a wonderful first champion. Uh, the only three-time Ring of Honor world champion. Um, yep. EC3, I think, would be another good positive choice. I'm really wanting to see Ricochet win this belt because I, I think Ricochet, as I love Ricochet, but I, I just, I'm so nervous because I know he's going to 205 Live when he yeah. gets on the main roster, and I'm not going to be happy about it because he's too good a wrestler. And it, unless they really rebrand that to just be like a light heavyweight division instead of we put all these people separately, which I don't think they're going to do, I'm, no. I'm not a fan, but. Either way, I'm pretty happy with just about anybody winning this. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's also probably the best match to showcase uh, Ricochet to a larger audience. Um, Like, I mean, if you've never seen a Ricochet match, you are in for a sheer treat. I mean, that man uh, is another wrestler they built in this factory in Parts Unknown. I mean, he can go. He's going to do so many things on a ladder. And I could, I, there is a strong case for him winning. They've been building him up and with these video packages now pretty, pretty hefty lately. So, uh, like you said, I'm fine with pretty much anybody winning except Lars Sullivan because I get he's a big guy. I get he's supposedly smart. It's just, he doesn't really do a lot for me. No, I'm not a huge I don't, large I, old fan. He seems like very WWE as far as what they would try and get over, and I'm just not there on him. Um, if you've never seen Ricochet, please go watch Ricochet versus Will Ospreay, Best of the Super Juniors from May 27th, 2016. Yes. Um, go, see the, go see the match that angered Vader to such a degree that it became a thing, um, among, among many other old-timers as well. Um, uh, get better soon, Vader, who just had massive heart surgery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Vader, uh, of course, Big Van Vader had massive heart surgery recently. So, uh, we, as much as I, as, as much as I just kind of threw a dig at him, I hope, I very much hope he gets better soon. Um, Further on this takeover card, the Undisputed Era uh, of Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly will defend their NXT Tag Team Championships. Of course, Bobby Fish being hurt. We go full Freebird rule, and uh, Adam Cole will take his spot. They take on the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne, the unlikely pairing of Strong and Dunne. And the winners will be crowned the NXT Tag Team Champions and the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic uh, winners. Oh, man. That's also going to be another great match. I mean, the team of Dunne and Strong... uh, I just, they can put on clinics and they've been a really good tag team. Um, I'm sad to see uh, Bobby Fish go down. Uh, I am kind of happy to see two Adam Cole matches on the same pay-per-view. Adam Cole, baby, baby. Um, I don't, I honestly don't know who wins this one either. I mean... By the way, I feel Adam, like Adam Cole not, got. Adam I'm sorry, Cole, Ryan. Go ahead. Just so you know, Adam Cole got legit one of the biggest pops at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was fantastic. Everyone, as soon as they realized who it was, like every, the, I've never heard twenty thousand people yell "Bay Bay," and it sounds so right. Oh man, that, oh, he's he deserves so much more. Um, 
but no, I mean, I feel like Authors of Pain, they got to be going up to the main roster soon. I mean, I know we said this probably around the same time last year, but they got to be getting close. They're much more um, fle- flushed out than they were before. They're definitely yeah. a, a Raw or SmackDown after Mania. I would be willing to bet they go to SmackDown after Mania and it is Authors of Pain coming in and suddenly SmackDown looks like a big old strongman tag division. Oh, man, Authors of Pain versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Probably not immediately, but yeah. I, I could definitely see that happening, especially if uh, if uh, Ellering is going on the road with them. Yeah. Um, it's. I think it's going to be great. I'm, I, I think that uh, Undisputed Era, I think, is going to pull it out. Unless they're going all in on Pete Dunne. I mean, having him hold two championships. I think it's possible that Dunn and Strong win here. I, 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 I also could very well see Undisputed Era winning um, as well, especially. The one thing is, it depends on the match. If, if the tag match is before the ladder match, Undisputed Era wins. If the yeah. tag match is after the ladder match, I don't think they do because I, I feel like you don't give the win to Cole and O'Reilly if you just had Cole in what will be a brutal ladder match. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like this match will probably probably open. I think it very well might. Um, I could see this match opens, and then we get the ladder match in the middle of the card, and then we get uh, Almas and Black at the end of the card. Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, Ember Moon takes on Shayna Baszler in, for the NXT Women's Championship. This, of course, has been building up over the last few months. These two went at it at uh, TakeOver Philadelphia back in January. Baszler has been coming on strong since then anyways, and she will challenge once again for Ember Moon's NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Moon keeps the title unless she's coming up to the main roster after Mania. Nah, I agree with that. Uh, I could definitely see otherwise putting the strap on Baszler. Um, Baszler's not 100% there as far as her non-wrestling goes um the the she's mostly there um yeah she could definitely use a little bit more time but i wouldn't mind her as champion she would she could definitely be a dominant champion for a while and then you could see somebody getting a oh crazy like a seemingly upset win like a um Kyrie Sane is is Kyrie Sane or Dakota Kai or somebody like that yeah. beating her down the line i think i think this time next year she will be NXT women's champion um, but uh, this, this one is just not, it's not her time. Like you said, I think she needs some more seasoning and unless Ember Moon is getting called up to either the raw or SmackDown after mania, she's still keeping the belt. I do think Ember Moon is going up. I think Ember Moon's probably going to raw, um, with, uh, Asuka most likely headed to SmackDown. Yeah. So that I, ma- that I makes sense. You, you keep those two separate. Um, Ember Moon comes up. She breathes some new life into the raw women's division. It's also possible that they keep Ember Moon as champion and leave her in NXT for a little bit longer, and then maybe pull her up after SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, but I mean they have options. But the main event, um, Andrade Cien Almas, who has turned into a pretty good NXT champion. Yeah. After basically almost being left for dead, uh, coming out to very little fanfare, and uh, not quite working for him, and then of course. The addition of Zelina Vega has completely made him relevant and and really a good talking point for NXT. He will take on Alistair Black, and 
that entrance at TakeOver is probably going to be really cool. TakeOver in New Orleans? Mm. That's going to be great. There's going to be some voodoo stuff everywhere. It's going to be great. Um, The match. um, I don't know. Who do you think? Who do you think is coming out on top? All Miss wins after some Zelina Vega treachery. I can get behind that. Perhaps even a disqualification that keeps Almas as champion. I think Aleister Black is running pretty strong, but I don't think he's WWE ready yet. Um, yeah. He'll get, he'll get his main roster time soon enough. I could see he and Ember Moon maybe going up at the same time. If they don't feel like they're ready quite right after Mania, you could definitely pull them up after SummerSlam, and I think they would be in a good spot. Do you think you make a Black champion at one point, or do you think you leave him without the belt? Do you think they, that him- he transcends it? I would leave him without the belt. I I think there is a level of kind of transcendence. His character doesn't really need it. Um, It's just kind of, I think they just needed a big opponent, and Black is one of their best characters right now. Um, It makes a lot of sense to me to to have this match, but I could very easily see he doesn't win the championship. I almost feel like that is, in and of itself, a character that doesn't necessarily need one, and that's not Mm. a bad thing. I think I think Almas having the championship is worth more than Black right now. Um, it really helps legitimize Almas as he continually is solidifying himself as a main event player in NXT and will eventually push himself up to a bigger run in uh, in on the main roster. I wholeheartedly agree. So, after all that insanity, we'll all need a 12-hour sleep because then we're going to have a 12-hour afternoon on Sunday. And that was, that is, of course, because the show of shows, the granddaddy of them all, the biggest, baddest show that we can muster, the crown jewel, whatever you want to call it, WrestleMania. Oh, man, the granddaddy. The granddaddy of them all. The showcase of immortals, if you will. That was my horrible, dusty impression. Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. My horrible dusty impression. Um, but no, I'd, it's great. Pre-show starts at 8 o'clock in the morning. The The shows run until 1 o'clock in the morning. Um, the show, the, okay, so it's been longer and longer every year. It ran over by a half hour for 32 uh, in Dallas. It ran over by an hour and 15 minutes for 33. Um, uh, my assumption is that you were right. It will go till probably 1 in the morning. Um which reminds me, I need to take off work on Monday. <laughs> That's what I did. Um, I should probably do that. Um, but let's go through the card. Both the uh, Memorial, well, one Memorial Battle Royal and one no longer a Memorial Battle Royal are on the pre-show. Uh, the kickoff show will feature the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, further proving that it doesn't matter. It's essentially the New Japan Rumble, uh, which I'm not terribly against. Um, I think it's a good well, showcase for occasionally letting an older guy win, but for the most part, put a younger guy. I, I, the only thing is, if you're going to put so much stock into it, and you're going to make like, we're going to announce that we're in, one of the things that makes the New Japan Rumble cool is that you don't know who's going to be in it. And it's just random yeah. people, and there's nothing that comes from it. WWE really builds this up. So if you're going to do that, you got to do something with the people afterwards. So... uh your last two winners were Baron Corbin and Mojo Rawley, respectively. Uh, Baron Corbin has done better than Rawley, but neither of them have been particularly impactful. In fact, this week's SmackDown, when Baron Corbin was coming out, I said, 
oh, I forgot about Baron Corbin, which is the last thing you want to have somebody say right before WrestleMania. Right, Mr. The Last Money in the Bank. Mr. Most Recent Money in the Bank. Yeah. That wasn't held by Carmella or won by James Ellsworth. Um, The Women's Battle Royal, just called the Women's Battle Royal, will hopefully go better than the last Women's Battle Royal they had at WrestleMania, which was won by a man in drag. Uh, My assumption is uh, they're not going to have that happen again. Uh, More than likely, it will be someone that... They'll probably actually push somebody who wins this. So I'm curious to see. We'll also probably see a number of... Uh, legends return for this. I don't probably not as many as the Rumble, um, but the Royal Rumble. But maybe more than that. <laughs> maybe a couple, couple here and couple there. Some NXT. Yeah. Kyrie Sane will probably be in there. Um, she also, as soon as people realize what her music was, she also got a pretty nice pop at the Royal Rumble. Um, yeah. Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali, the cruiserweights, are, of course, on the pre-show because where else would they be on a Mania card? Ask uh, ask Neville and uh, Austin Aries. I did, but I can't hear anything. Well, oh, they're not here. Uh, well, yeah, Neville Neville's not here, but yeah. uh, neither well, Austin, almost, Austin yeah. Aries is, uh, is somewhere else in uh, Louisiana at that point. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, this should be a really know. good match, though. It should be a really good match. I mean, even the match last year was a really good match. It's just I wish that they would get a little more recognition to be at least like at least the opening match. Or if anything, you're the match in between the really big match and the main event. I know that's the, you know, quote unquote piss break match. But I mean, at least they're on the main card. Yeah, you'd think they would be, but they just won't get royalties for being on the main card yeah. because that's what we especially, see. Especially, oh, yeah, um, especially with as much uh, attention as they've been putting into this cruiserweight tournament, I figured it was going to be like a hundred percent guaranteed for WrestleMania. I can tell you that if if it comes down to it, they couldn't bump any of the other matches off the main card. That is true. It's a stacked card. There are nine matches on the main card. There are 10 matches on the main card. I had to count. Um, there are 10 matches on the main card and three matches on the pre-show. Huh. Um, oh let's go through them. Daniel Bryan returns to in-ring action, and he will tag team. He will partner up with Shane McMahon to take on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. More importantly, did you see that El Generico is back? I did. I saw him tweet. We, we assume he's back. Maybe he was hacked. Or maybe he's just, you know, taking in one of the 900 shows that are happening this weekend. Perhaps. Um, I have no idea. He he came out of the blue. I always knew El Generico was still alive. Um, uh, my assumption the Lord's is, work. is Owens and Zayn pin Shane McMahon to win this match and, and return. Of course, they have been very specific to say that Owens and Zayn, if they lose, they'll only they'll be rehired to SmackDown, which typically means if they, uh, excuse me, if they win, they'll be rehired to SmackDown. If they lose, maybe Raw scoops them up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. See, it's the the stipulation of the match being like you said, if um, if Owens and Zayn win, they get rehired to SmackDown. If they lose, they don't. Raw could scoop them up. Um, that 
puts like a wrench because I feel like it's they have to win, but it's also Daniel Bryan's return match, which is gargantuan. Well, Shane McMahon never wins uh, at WrestleMania, so yeah. um, no. If I'm, I'm sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh no, that's why I agree with what you were saying. Um, uh, with Shane McMahon taking the pin, keeps Daniel Bryan looking strong. He doesn't lose his. He doesn't directly lose his comeback match, and you still have Owens and Zayn on a on a roster storyline wise. Let's see. I'm taking a look at uh, at um, Shane McMahon's pro fight uh, internet wrestling database uh, profile, and I'm looking not only for his last to see if he's ever won at WrestleMania. I'm actually just looking to see if he's ever won a match. Um, I have said, I, think- I feel like he has to have won something. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Um, let's see. Shane McMahon's technically last win came at WWE Survivor Series 2016, uh, when he was concussed by Roman Reigns. Uh, previously, oh, yeah. his last previous win was Batista and Shane McMahon defeating Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase Jr. SmackDown April 21st, 2009. Good lord. Now, granted, he wasn't in the company for a long time, but yeah, I have, yeah, but still, I have remarked that he is the single greatest enhancement talent we've ever seen because he always gets high profile matches, <laughs> but he never wins in big matches. No, I mean, like, I feel like the only time he's ever really won like a big match was WrestleMania seventeen when he fought um when he fought his dad in that street fight. Oh, yeah. Naturally, he had to go over another McMahon. Right. That's the only one who would do it. Sorry, I'm quickly trying to scroll and find WrestleMania 2017 to confirm what you're saying, although I know you're accurate. Um, man, he wrestled a lot in the ni- in the 2000s and, the, and uh, the early, early 2000s and in 99. Mm. What year was 17? Uh, 2001. That's why I'm doing this wrong. That's I threw me off something severe. Yep, I believe that is his only WrestleMania win um, is against Mr. McMahon at uh, at WrestleMania 17 because he didn't he didn't wrestle in another WrestleMania until because he didn't technically wrestle in 2006. Uh, Mr. McMahon wrestled. But he didn't wrestle in another Mania until the Undertaker match at um, 32 when he lost. And then he lost AJ Styles, and now he's going to lose to to Zayn and Owens. That's why he's in this match. He will eat the pin. And this will clear the way for Daniel Bryan to step down as GM while also having some feel-good moments and not getting pinned on his return match. It also works, too, because if Shane loses, it's not like he looks bad. Because, I mean, if anything in storyline, he just had that bout of, what was it, diverticulitis? Yes. Um, And uh, apparently also had a hernia. He was very sick. Like, he gets injured from stuff that's not falling off of 500 feet. Or being in a helicopter crash. Yeah, good lord. But... Yeah, like it's you said, I, I agree with um, your predictions. He is he is definitely eating the pin. All right, so uh, we uh, start going through the first of our eight title matches 
SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line. Triple Threat Usos take on New Day. Take on the Bludgeon Brothers. Uh, do we feel like the Bludgeon Brothers win? I want to say yes. Just because I really love them. But the Usos have done such an amazing job of reinventing themselves over the past couple years that I could see them still holding on to the belt for a while. Well, I, I, I agree with you for the Usos, but for a different reason. This is their first WrestleMania after being in 10 years with the company. This is the first time they're on the main card. No, oh, you're right. Yeah, because their other tag team title. The, um, pre-show. I don't know if. It, yeah, it was the pre-show. You're right. That was 31, I think. They were, they've only ever been on the pre-show. So, oh, yeah. Um, I think that's part of their build, and I think that they win. They probably pin the New Day, so the Bludgeon Brothers still look good. And then they take on the Bludgeon Brothers solo after Mania. That's probably the direction that goes. No, I 100% agree with that. Raw Tag Team Champions Cesaro and Sheamus The Bar take on Braun Strowman and his brother Brain Strowman. I, I doubt it. But... um. His partner to be determined, I assumed they were going to announce this before Mania, but I think at this point, obviously, it's not going to happen before Mania. His tag team partner is probably Elias. Yeah, I could see that. Although Elias... I would love for him to... Um, who is that wrestler um, in ACW that is also... He's a wrestler, but he's also his manager? Uh, you are refer referring to Michaels Amato. I would love if... Braun Strowman pulled, um, pulled that where he would like tag and then put on the Brain Strowman outfit and then wrestle, and they would tag out and take it off and it'd be Braun Strowman again. But that no, would, it's that would be I intriguing, but I don't think they're going to allow for that. No, they're no, but no, Braun Strowman, I, I Braun it, it is going to be Elias is essentially like 2000, 2001 Kane at this point, uh, yeah. which isn't a terrible thing. When Kane wasn't being a monster and he wasn't being a heel, he was being a goofy babyface, which worked for him, and that's where Braun Strowman is right now. If you're not gonna, if you just had him had a long chance in the title picture, if you weren't gonna give him the title, this is kind of what you have to do. Um, my assumption is his tag team partner is Elias. Uh, excuse me, because Elias hasn't been booked for anything else, including the Andre the Giant, Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So, oh, but damn, no, he's not. So, uh, my assumption is that's what's going to happen. Um, he's going to drag Elias out, and Elias is going to, he's going to be forced to ask somebody, and he's going to have to ask Elias, and it's going to tie all back into their goofiness. Um, and they'll either win the tag team champions and be a goofy tag team for a while, or they're going to lose, and it's going to be Elias's fault, and Braun Strowman destroys him. Um, yeah. The United States Championship match between Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and the latest edition, Rusev. Oh, man. Rusev's got to win, right? Because, I mean, it's Rusev Day. You can't upset Rusev on Rusev Day. Uh, he will not win because WWE doesn't let you win in your hometown or on your holiday. Oh, that's right. But I would just like to point out that this time last year, Jinder Mahal and Rusev were a tag team. And they were handsome Rusev and handsome Jinder. And uh, then Jinder Mahal was sent to SmackDown, and the tides turned for one Jinder Mahal, while Rusev struggled quite mightily 
to stay relevant with his own transition to SmackDown. So, um, it's funny that everything has come full circle and they're both in the same match. Right? Jinder Mahal after being the 50th WWE champion of all time. Oh, we don't speak of the dark times. <laughs> I, I remember just how excited I was when that first happened. And I think it was legitimately exciting the first time. But then they let it run, and really, he could have been a really short champion, and it would have worked perfect. But the fact yeah. they made him run three months, and then they tried some racist bits, and it just wasn't good. Now, yeah, because I remember when he first won it, I was like, holy blank. Um, see, I'm good. I'm good. We do, it, we do it for PG the kids. Thing. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't think they were actually going to pull it off. But um, who do you think? Who do you think walks out with the belt? Randy. I think Orton yeah. keeps his title. Yeah, I I want it to be Rusev because I have heard rumors that Rusev is. I've actually heard a couple uh, rumors of why Rusev is in this match. Uh, his T-shirt sales were great, so they put him in. I can tell you, he sold a lot of calendars. One of them is hanging in Cheap Seat Studios right now. Guess what day oh. today is? It's Rusev Day. One of them is also hanging in Boss Breaker Studio. Um. And another is Rusev asked for his release. Um, and they were doing this to kind of like try to appease him. So I don't know. I feel like if I had to choose one of the two of which one is more factual, it's the T-shirts and the merchandise sales. I think he's getting over. Uh, but I did yeah. hear the rumors a while ago that he asked for his release. Um and I think now that this is getting over, I think that just timed out better. I, I don't think they want Rusev to leave. I just don't think they know entirely what to do with him. They want him to be a, a foreign heel, but he's kind of gotten over as a face too much. Oh, he's he's like he's naturally hilarious. Yeah. Have you have you watched um, Up Up Down Down? Any any episodes with him in it? Yeah. He it, it's it is it is perfection. Uh, he he could he could have his own spinoff show. On that channel, and I would watch every episode. But yeah, I think I don't. I don't want Randy Orton to walk out with the U.S. title, just because I don't really think he needs it. <laughs> but um, that's probably what's going to happen. That's probably what's going to happen. Remember this time last year, Randy Orton was in a match with Bray Wyatt, and there were maggots on the ring. Oh, uh, we watched that together. Crickets. Both, both in the ring and in the audience. Oh, um, they shouldn't have done that bit more than once. The yeah. Intercontinental Championship match, which promises to be probably a really good match, it's The Miz great. defends against Seth Rollins and Finn Balor as The Miz is marching towards Pedro Morales's all-time Intercontinental Championship reign. Um, I believe the number for him to beat 619 days. He is less than a month away if he can retain his title at the show of shows. Of course, the Miz also welcoming a uh, his daughter into the world. I believe I mentioned that last week. Uh, good for uh, he and Maurice, and uh, we'll see if he retains his title at Mania. I think he will, because usually when they start announcing you're coming up on records you usually break them like remember the new day they kept saying they were going to be demolition well and then they ended up doing there was more going with that i don't think pedro morales is currently suing the wwe for their his that rights, is fair his use that on the network fair. additionally i also remember santino morella 
start brought up the uh, the countdown for how many weeks he would be champion to catch. Oh my up to God, the, you're right, the, the honkometer. Hon- the honkometer. Uh, to catch up to the honky tonk man, and uh, he never got close. So he was, that yeah, being he said, didn't even like sniff it. The Miz is very different from Santino Morella, so I don't want to yeah. lump those two in together. But that being said, when you're this close, the other side is Miz doesn't have to keep. If Miz loses his title, he can win it back later and still beat the record. Oh yeah, that is true. It's accumulative days. Correct. He is actually the second most reigns as champion, uh, with eight. Uh, Chris Jericho has nine. And, but that being said, I could very easily see them pull the belt off of him. And in a year or two, it goes back on him. He ties the record with uh, Jericho and breaks the all time record with uh, cumulative days. So if someone were to walk out with the belt, do you think it's going to be Rollins or do you think it's going to be Finn Balor? Balor, because they don't know what to do with him. Um, I've been saying that for a while. I think it's Balor. I think Balor and Miz feud while Rollins goes on to something else. Um, maybe Rollins leaves Raw. Um, I don't know if they want him to do that. Uh, I, I think it would make sense. I think Samoa Joe is probably next in line for the championship, the WWE championship afterwards. So I don't think Rollins would go into a feud with that. But yeah. I could see Rollins go into a feud with somebody else on the card. Um, I'm just, I'm not sure who at this moment. Um, I don't know how long they play out this Miz Rollins Balor angle after the after Mania is done. Yeah, but I, I say Balor probably walks out with a title. Um, that is what I would like to happen. I love I love Finn Balor, and um, it would just be cool to see him with the championship again. It would be. It would be. Uh, so we only have a couple matches left. Uh, like WrestleMania, we've gone long. Uh, yep. We will likely go. We won't go till midnight. Uh, but we will go a few minutes longer, and that is because we must cover the mixed tag team match of the century. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon team up to take on the Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle and former UFC champion Rowdy Ronda Rousey. People may some people are really iffy on whether Rousey can can get over uh, fully. She's kind of gotten over at this point. I was in the building at Philly, and she pointed at the WrestleMania sign three times, and we were all losing our mind. Was that was that as awkward in person as it came out on TV? It was a little awkward. We asked, like, what does that mean uh, when she pointed at the Mania sign? We didn't get it. But, like, at the same time, it was so crazy that she actually was there, and we all lost yeah. our minds. Like, it was a li- that little – that whole bit was a little long, but – other than, like, everybody, nobody walking out of that building was like, man, they ruined it with Rousey at the end. Like, everybody was like, wow, that was crazy. We had the first, we had two rumbles. Three, if you include uh, Ric Flair. Um, we had two rumbles, and the first women's rumble, Asuka and Nakamura went over, and Rousey showed up. Everybody lost their minds. By the way, yeah. the bathroom break match for that show was Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins taking on the bar. Yeah, I could see that. That was nobody wanted to miss the women's match. match. Yep, true. We've come full circle. Well, no, we haven't come full circle. We've turned to a better circle. Yes, we have left the uh, old circle. We have gone to a new one. But um, the main story I feel like in this match is how is Rousey going to do? I feel like the end result is a little bit obvious. 
I mean, yeah, I Shane feel like she's not going to uh, lose Stephanie her McMahon match. and Triple H are going to win. It's actually Shane yeah. McMahon's going to come in and 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 somehow win this match to pick up his first Mania win since seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. No, I, I Rousey. We'll see how she does. I think ultimately she's not going to be in the title picture for a while, and I think people are really concerned about that. Um. She is going to need to pr- improve a little bit in a, in certain areas. Her promo skills are not great, but to a degree, I actually kind of like her style. She's not, she doesn't project a whole lot when she speaks, which is different than anybody else. She has kind of a, if she plays into it, she has kind of a quiet, calm demeanor, which is really unnerving for somebody that can switch, that can flip a switch and be like enraged, which is essentially what she showed on Raw. No, I absolutely agree. It's just the way that she talks is like, she can be nice. She's like, oh, I love this. This is the best ever. I'm in WWE. And then, like, like uh, just like that, she's like, I'm going to rip your arm out of your socket, and I'm going to beat you with it. Um, you're right. It is exactly unnerving. And I think it's something different that not only the women's division needs, but the like even just the company in general. And I think it's gonna. it makes a lot of sense to get Asuka off Raw and get her yes. on SmackDown. And have Rousey on Raw and just keep the two separate because I think that's probably your Mania 35 match. If they build it right, that could be Mania 35 main event. I 100% agree. Um, It's all about how they build it and they must treat both properly. They must build both properly. They must get there. As much as I would like Charlotte Flair, who has publicly stated her aspiration was to be a main event, People are going to be really mad that it's Rousey and somebody. But at the end of the day, Rousey has done a lot for just women in sports in general. But especially, w- it wasn't until Rousey came along that we started moving away from the bra and panty matches and the pudding matches and all that garbage that we had to deal with. Yeah, The quality of wrestler they started looking for improved. The quality of wrestler they got improved. Charlotte Flair might already be the best women's wrestler of all time. But none of that really happens if not for Ronda Rousey. And and I know a lot of wrestling fans, that's a hard pill to swallow, that somebody outside of wrestling impacted wrestling, but that's kind of true. It so is. we'll see how she develops um, – and maybe we get a triple threat, Asuka and Charlotte and Rousey at Mania next year, and maybe that could be a main event, and I would be for it. If I'd be for they it. do it correctly. We have exactly. to see how it plays out. But, yeah, I think Angle and Rousey win this one without any real – well, I don't want to say without any real problem, but I don't think there's going to be much question. Yeah. The match that should probably be the main event – oh, I guess I'll get to that in a minute because there's one match that's not listed on here that we – that's probably going to happen. Uh, but first, let's talk about AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know if New Japan was trolling or if they were just like, this is a great way to get people to come look at our stuff. They put as their free match of the week AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom uh, <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 10 back in 2014, uh, 2016. It's on YouTube. You can go watch it. If you've never watched it, please go watch it. It is a really good match. You can also see a very young Jay White, who was a young lion at the time, um, and uh, I found that to be very interesting. But this WWE match should be very good. It just it probably won't touch the New Japan one, but 
I'm super excited, and I hope they do the right thing. And as much as I love AJ Styles, give Nakamura the belt. Absolutely. I'm a biggest AJ, uh, AJ Styles fan as they come, but Shinsuke needs to win this. I mean, it'd be nice to see someone else in the main event title picture. Because, I mean, for the past, like, I mean, I know we said that after talking about Jinder Mahal, but, I mean, I feel like Nakamura has organically been placed into that position to hold the belt. And there could be some really interesting matches that come out of that. There certainly could. Uh, we also have seen what Nakamura and Sami Zayn can do. Uh, TakeOver 2016, I watched that match not too long ago. It was fantastic. Um, Nakamura-Owens in a proper feud would be very interesting. Um, you could build Bobby Roode up and you get another there. And these are all matches that we've seen before. Not to mention some of the matches we might get that we haven't seen before that with a proper build could be very good. Um Nakamura as as champion, I think, could very much work. AJ Styles doesn't necessarily need the belt. He is one of the best wrestlers in the world, night in and night out. Um, so him not having the belt, I think, is not as important as Nakamura having it. No, I agree wholeheartedly. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, because we got to end the night with booze. Um, Brock Lesnar, uh, this feud has been very weird. Roman Reigns has been playing up like, oh, I'm letting you in on backstage secrets. But it's like, as soon as you said that Brock Lesnar was Vince's boy, you were just like, you lost the fans, I think. I think a lot of the fans were just like, but no, that's you. Brock Lesnar's just made a lot of money and gets to demand better contracts. Yeah, like Vince Vince loves you, but he's not putting you in your, what is this, his fourth, his fifth? Main event in a row? Reigns? Third? Yeah. Reigns, how many this, this is his uh, fourth. Fourth? Because he was, it was 31 against uh, Lesnar the first time when Rollins cashed in and, and won the title. 32 was against Triple H. 33 last year was against The Undertaker. And this will probably be the main event. Unless John Cena is on this card and we don't know it yet. Yeah. Which, is, uh, from everything I've heard, is still very possible. If the match is still on, or it can be done, it will happen. Um, and it will end up being the main event. Which I feel like it definitely should. I mean, no offense to Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. I mean, that is technically a rematch. That's not the, the for lack of a better term, a dream match that it was at WrestleMania 31. And it doesn't seem like this time uh, Brock Lesnar doesn't have a magic contract extension to uh, save that match. So um, before we get into the John Cena Undertaker match, I definitely think that Roman's Roman's coming out with the belt this one. And then we'll just see where he goes. Roman's going over um, Dana White or yesterday or today actually said that Lesnar will be back in the UFC. So I don't we don't know if he's okay. I didn't see that. Yep. uh, He. Said it on one of the, uh, I believe, Fox Sports 1's uh, UFC Tonight in an uh, interview with Daniel Cormier, and uh, who works for them as a contributor, like an analyst and a host. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, Dana White has played into WWE feuds in the past. I would not be surprised if, if WWE kind of handed him a check and said, hey, say this. And he said, well, he's going to be here eventually. I don't have to say when. 
which he didn't. Um, but I, I think this is if you're if Brock Lesnar's going to the UFC, it needs to be now um, because he's not getting any younger. He's already in his forties, and he needs to make that money while he can. He's got maybe one or two big money fights left in him. So exactly. Um, and with all the stuff that came out about Conor McGregor today, UFC could use a positive, uh, positive headline. Oof. God, right. Um, Roman comes out with the belt. I did remark a few months ago that I'm actually kind of ready for Roman to be champion because I'm tired of these Brock Lesnar matches that we've been getting. One of them happened in Philly, uh, for the rumble and it was, it had cool spots, but it was legit a terrible match. Yeah. Between Strowman, Kane, and Lesnar. And I'm ready for Lesnar to not be champion anymore. Yeah, it would also be nice to see the champion, like, actually on the show. I will say the one person who this has really worked for is The Miz. And that Intercontinental Championship is really on a really good plateau right now. Yeah. Um, I'm sad that it's that that will go away because I think that's just a better championship than the universal title at this point. It's yeah. a, it's a not quite the same, but it's a little bit like what happened with the IWGP heavyweight championship and the intercontinental championship a couple of years ago and Nakamura was champion. Whereas the lower card belt actually might be a little more prestigious or at least on the same level. The universal championship is not nearly old enough to have it off TV most of the time. So I don't think this has done that belt any good. And the one thing is that we know we're going to get good matches out of Roman Reigns, even if we don't like the, the guy or the style, but we're going to get decent matches out of him and it will be in a lot better spot. Um, So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Of course, as we wrap up our episode for the week, Uh, We must wrap up with the one match that hasn't been announced, but everybody kind of thinks is still going to happen. And that is John Cena taking on The Undertaker. Will we see, is the reason that they did not have The Undertaker come out prior to WrestleMania so they could actually announce this, is the reasoning because he's going to come out to Kid Rock on a motorcycle. Um, I actually saw something on Reddit today. Uh, someone posted the reason that Undertaker hasn't shown up on Raw is he has started to make his entrance from his home in Texas to uh, the Superdome, like with the full druids and everything. So it's uh, taken him know, like a whole month to actually walk to New Orleans. You know, I actually thought I was still thinking it was in the American Badass character. And I was <laughs> like, man, that's a long bike ride. <laughs> And I was like, um, it shouldn't take him four weeks, though. Uh, no, I... I mean, even I, even Cena set made a comment about Dead Man Walking, which, as we know, was the start of his theme song as the American Badass. And that would also kind of layer everything else perfectly. We know that they, he basically retired the Dead Man gimmick already. Um, yeah. But the American Badass hasn't been retired. And then once he loses to John Cena at this pay-per-view, he's coming back next year as Mark Calloway. Mean Mark Callis. Mean that one hasn't Mark yet. Callis. We haven't seen that since the early, since 1990 or late 80s. Um, yeah, good old early or late 80s WCW. Um, but no, I do think he is going to come back as the American Badass. I hope not to Kid Rock, just because I personally do not like Kid Rock. He's coming back to Kid Rock. 
He is coming back to Kid Rock. He's I know. He's definitely gonna come back to Kid Rock. Um, but I mean, I think it might be a good match. I mean, he Undertaker's if he knew this was gonna happen way ahead of time, he's had a chance to prepare for it. And I mean, John Cena can have good matches. So yeah, well, I don't know if this is gonna be a good match, but it'll be an interesting match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Jinder Mahal made the WrestleMania poster. Ooh. And I think that's Kurt Angle off in the back. I'm sorry, I just started looking at the poster. This is a terrible thing to do on an audio medium. No, um, but it's 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 accurate. It's weird that how is is Kurt Angle before Jinder Mahal or is Jinder no, Mahal Kurt before Angle, Kurt Angle? If if that is indeed Kurt Angle, and I believe it is, he is all the way in the back right. Yep, it is Kurt Angle. I'm I'm seeing him on a different poster. It's absolutely Kurt Angle. He is the he is the smallest person on this poster. AJ Styles is actually like uh, one, two, three, four, five. He's sixth back as far as size uh, of where he is on the poster. And he is only behind Charlotte, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, and Alexa Bliss. Oh, did we go over that match? Uh, Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss? No, we didn't. It's not on... Wait, is it on the... I was looking at the Wikipedia page. Is it not on here? Did I go past it? Oh, I went right past it. We didn't do that. Let's do that, and then we'll wrap up. Um, Yeah, uh, uh, Nia Jax. I think Nia Jax wins. Okay, cool. Nia Jax wins, so that'll do it. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. So this uh, this has been a long episode. We appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks to Josh for coming in. Um, oh, well, thanks for you guys for having me and uh, and being a guest host as Brando is uh, is still off. And um, we'll uh, we'll uh, have to talk to you again sometime. Um, Absolutely. Maybe we can even get you up to our neck of the woods and play some uh, wrestling video games. You ever play Crush Hour? I have wait a minute. Isn't that the um isn't that the WWE like monster truck game? Yep, WWE's Twisted Metal. I've never actually played it. Um that's right, it's Twisted Metal. I've never actually played it. I've only ever heard about it and seen like video clips of it, but like I didn't have a PlayStation 2. <laughs> oh man, let me tell you. It's it's a game. It I I that part I I hoped. Um, I do love the fact that the cover art for that game is a picture of the rock looking back with his, uh, with his eyebrow up, but it's not the actual rock. It's like a very digitized rock. And there's somebody coming after him who I can't tell. Who is that? Who's the other person on this cover? Oh, come here, phone. Um, oh, it's it Rob is... Van Dam. Rob Van Dam on a, what I think is a four wheeler. Cause that makes sense. Yeah, you know. And oh yeah, that is one hundred percent Rob Van Dam. God. It's a fun game. We'll ha- we'll get you and um we'll get you and Brando to come down and play it. We will we will need to do that at some point. That will uh that will have to happen. How can people find you on the interwebs? Oh man. So there's a bunch of ways you can find us. Um we are at Boss Breakers on YouTube. If you just type in Boss Breakers we are, I believe, the only channel that pops up. Um, you can find us on Twitter, also at Boss Breakers. Um, sometimes we do Twitch. Uh, we're just kind of getting that off the ground right now. We've had one stream so far. Uh, but that's Boss Breakers Live uh, with our czar of streaming. That is his official title, Mike Astarb. Um, <laughs> yeah, so come over. And after you've... Uh, 
after you've gone over the barricade, why don't you come over and watch us break some bosses? It'll be fun. I definitely, I just checked to make sure this was accurate, and you do, you are indeed the first and only channel that comes up. And um, your latest episode, uh, where in in which the wrong game was purchased, but you played it anyways because you're troopers. Um, we're doing it live on tape. Doing it live. Um, no, we're live, pal. Um, that uh, that is uh, near the top of the YouTube results. So uh, check that out. Check out all the Boss Breakers content. Uh, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, you mentioned Twitch. Um, and you guys are on Twitter as well. Um, so check them out. Check Josh and Dylan out. Um, you guys have guests sometimes as well. Um, we will. My people will call your people. And okay, um, my people will have his people call your people. Yes. I've always wanted people of people. Um, but that'll do it for us. Thank you for listening. If you stuck it through the whole episode, we appreciate it as always. It's a big weekend. Give us a break. Um, and we will uh, we'll be back next week to go over all the insanity that happens this WrestleMania 34 weekend in New Orleans. Stay tuned for the plugs. We'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash barricade show. You can follow us on Twitter at barricade show. And we're now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash barricade show or search for Over the Barricade podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Remember that you can follow Lee Brando on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram under the handle at Lee Brando underscore or search for Lee Brando on Facebook and add him as a friend. Send us an email at overthebarricadepodcast at gmail.com for any comments and suggestions. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.